I'm delighted to welcome Director of Drama Christian Burgess, who is directing the final production of this term, a devised piece of theatre called Think Only This of Me. The production, which features actors and musicians working together as a company, opens on Friday the 2nd of December. Welcome, Christian. Thank you. Um, you've worked with multidisciplinary cast before at school, um, in Bardenheim 1939 and Tales of but this year they're not just performing together as a company, are they? They've also actually written the piece. Yes. Um, perhaps foolishly, I came upon the idea of uh, making, devising a piece with the company. Um, and I think that since making that decision, um, we've even gone further than I imagined to begin with, in that all the material, all the words, and all the music are, are new. In other words, they're coming from the company. Um, so that means that there is an obligation for them to cast themselves as writers as well as thinkers and performers. So it's a very um, full-on process. <laughs> Um, do you want to tell us a bit about the themes you're exploring in this piece and how you came up with yes, the idea? Yes, um, we're looking at themes of memory, of the question of identity. Um, who am I is a recurring theme. Um, thinking about what it is that's determined what we are, who we are, recognising the fact that we all exist through lots of, there's a lot of chance in who, the fact that we're here. If, for example, our father had never met our mother, we wouldn't be. So, and if, you know, if you take that thinking a little bit further, if my dad hadn't got on that 39 bus, and quite fancied the conductor, I wouldn't exist. So those sort of questions, um, which when you also develop the thinking, um, starts to make you realise that actually through lots and lots of, as I say, arbitrary chances, right the way back through history, you're here in the present. And the rest of your life will be determined, to some extent, by chance, too. So they're quite personal themes that the company have been exploring together. Um, has that affected the way that the piece has been devised and also rehearsed? Yes. Um, we asked everybody, for example, as an exercise, right before we started, to write a letter to themselves as a child from a grandparent. Um, and we've explored lots of questions, for example, before I die, I want to, when I go home, da -de da -de da lots, the noise by the way is um, <laughs> Danny McGrath bashing his drum. Um, um, so we discovered that in finding really simple, simple everyday things that we had something in common. 
So it's not so much the whilst we hope that I hope that you'll meet each of the company as an individual with their own DNA and with their own identity. There are lots and lots of things that we all have in common. And it's a searching for meaning, I suppose, in these things that we take for granted. Yeah. And I think it's just made us all think and it's, it's, it's unlocked lots of little memories, um, strange little things that lurk somewhere in our past. Been buried in away for years. <laughs> yes, been buried away for years, exactly. Obviously, there are musicians as part of your company. Yeah. Um, um, I know the school's been doing research into the way actors and musicians work together. And mm. as I mentioned before, you've, um, you've been working with companies like this for a few years. Uh, and I know that the school's been looking into what they can learn from each other and also the different ways they react to being directed. Mm. Um, mm. Has that also changed the way that you work with them? Do you think your style is kind of evolving? Yes, I think so. Um, as ever working in the school with two groups, two disciplines, has its enormous set of practical problems. The musicians, the way that they train is totally different from, the, from that of the actors. The actors are a kind of captive audience, you know, they, they are there. And this project is in their schedule and they know they're going to be here all day, every day. The musicians, on the other hand, are they have to continue their, you know, their principal study classes, they have other commitments. And so, actually yesterday, which is, I think, three or four days before we start teching, was the very first time we'd actually all been together, all 31, <laughs> at the same time, in the same place. <laughs> yeah, you may well laugh. <laughs> it's, it's actually no laughing matter when you're trying to solve... Um, with Danny, for example, huge sort of physical sequences. So people, people are always missing. And, and is um, it quite a physical piece? Yeah, yeah. We, we're, Danny and I have been examining and researching, I suppose, developing ideas of chorus for, for a long time now. And I suppose you mentioned Tales from Ovid, um, that was the first time we really started to look at it. But in Italy, we've been doing a lot of work as well in the, in the summer schools at uh, Prima del Teatro. Which is where the second-year actors go um, before they enter the third year as Exactly a right, yes. Now, the thing is that we don't work with the second-year actors. They, when in Italy, we, we always work with a group from, from other schools and other countries. Um, and our actors go off and work with, um, with directors that from other cultures so that's the whole benefit of the of that time there but it's been a time when we've been able to look at ideas and develop ideas with just working with a group in a space and very often involving music as well and I think that the work in this piece is it's it's about their individual memories, but it's also about their collective memory and their collective place in the world. And so that's what we're beavering away at. And that's 
I suppose being at drama school or conservatoire is quite a good time to explore that before you go out into the big wide world as a professional. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if I was being big-headed about it, I would say that it was opening up to them a way of working which they might not otherwise experience. Um, you know, because traditional well-made plays in the rehearsal period, the tendency is to rehearse the scenes with the actors that are in those scenes, and then towards the end you put it all together, and it's all jolly nice. Uh, we, we've been here morning, noon and night as this huge group struggling away to, with, with every part of the work, uh, faced with the demands of having something, and yesterday you know, we changed completely the running order. Um, people are going crazy. The lighting designer, the sound designer, the a AV designer. The, uh, <laughs> they're saying, well, okay, so I'm focusing lights in the theatre today. What do I point them at? Which <laughs> um, so is a perfectly reasonable question. So we have lots of, I have lots of jokes with Joanna Town, who's the lighting designer, with whom I've worked a number of times, about... I, I've made her a promise that next year will be J.B. Priestley. And she said, oh, good, I can have a nice practical lamp on a small table beside a sofa. <laughs> I was going to ask, this time last year we spoke, and you were similarly only a couple of weeks away from opening night, and you had rather a long way to go in the rehearsal process. <laughs> Things are quite intense. So I take it it's, it's pretty much the same this year as well. Worse. <laughs> considerably worse <laughs> and um, two days ago on my ride home on my motorcycle I convinced myself that this would be the very last time not only that I worked with a big company but that I directed a play I could I just thought this is what am I doing this for but weirdly you go to sleep, in my case, somewhat briefly, because Stanley is nine months old <laughs> and is fighting sleep. And uh, the next morning, something unlocks and you come back and there seems to be a reason to be cheerful again. And so, psychologically, I think we've been through a roller coaster, which, because it's, it's, it is in, it, all it is is us. Yeah. When it starts to unravel, there seems to be nothing there. There's no play to go back to. The script. That no, you can that, refer that to. a proper playwright has toiled over yeah. and has really honed, which, 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 when you've got it, is your solid rock, your reference point. Yeah, and you, you had that last year in Badenheim, to an yes, extent, didn't you? To an extent. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to an extent. Um, Bardenheim was a, a piece that was, the script was, it's not a developed script, but it was there. Yeah. You know, and there was a novel there beforehand. Yeah. So, it was different. Well, following what you're saying, there obviously aren't many other conservatoires or drama schools who are exploring work like this, you might say with good reason at this point. Mm. Um, but lots of people see it as quite a risk. Um, it's it's quite different to what the actors do the rest of the year. Yeah. It might not be a showcase vehicle mm. for um, particular people as much as other plays have been in the year. So why do you think it's worth doing? 
Well, in terms of that, this question of will I be seen, I thought to myself, you know, when the idea started germinating, actually this, that is, an, this is an opportunity to be seen, to say, this is me, this is my name, and this is all there is. But what you see of them has come from them. They don't, there is no attempt to deny, to, to so there's a, the, normally, you know, there's a journey between who you are and the character that you're playing, and it's where you meet in the middle. In a way, here, we're saying, this is who I am. Take it or leave it, in a way, you know. I mean, not, not in a con confrontational way, but they're being themselves, and that's a, quite a different um, place to be for an actor who's quite used to being somewhere else. You know, actors find it difficult to have their headshots done because they don't know who they're supposed to be. Yeah, and equally, I suppose, um, musicians aren't used to putting themselves out there in perhaps that kind of personal, vulnerable way no. at all. Well, they're not used to speaking. No. They're not used to taking part in any kind of physical, rigorous process. Um, they're not used to standing without an instrument. Lots of things. Interestingly, the musicians, had, none of them had ever met each other before. And they come from very different disciplines. You know, for example, we've got a jazz saxophone, a classical piano, somebody playing the clarinet whose um, aspiration, I think, is to teach music, um, a jazz singer. So lots and lots of different disciplines. So they've got a journey themselves just to find a way to meet and, and uh, make a sound together. And um, Julian Phillips, the um, composer with whom I've collaborated on a number of occasions and, and with whom I love working, um, unfortunately got struck down uh, with an illness which has actually knocked him out of the whole thing. He's just come back, um, but um, he hasn't been in a position to write any music, so he's now looking at um, how to... He's, he's looking at what the music uh, is that has been proposed by the musicians. But it's not, we, we, we're not engaged in quite the process that we all thought would happen. Yeah. Um, but that's just one of those things. Um, and I think he's, he's writing away something for the company at the moment. Um, <laughs> but um, it isn't quite what we dreamt of yeah. originally. It's evolved. It's evolved, <laughs> yeah. Well, finally, as we were saying, it's a very personal project for students involved in this production. Mm. Um, and it's probably the first time most of them have worked with students from other disciplines mm. on the stage. I mean, even in the case of the musicians, mm. um, even with each other as musicians. Um, so what do you hope they'll take away from working on this project? Um, I suppose I hope that they will understand that they don't need to feel disempowered as artists. There's a tendency for, I know for the actors when they leave school, um, there's a very few of them 
goes straight into a kind of very rapid upward trajectory and get lots of work. But for many of them, it's the first time in three years that they haven't had something to do. And it's a terrible moment. Um, I think for the musicians as well. It, and for the musicians too, as well, isn't the, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a kind of void awaiting them when they finally leave, which they have to know how to fill. And I suppose, I hope that they will have learnt something about themselves and they will have learnt that it's possible to make work by themselves and that they've got a right to a voice. I, I think that's really important, that it's all right to say, this is what I want to offer. Um, yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Kristen, for joining us. Um, it's great to hear the rehearsal in the background as well. And we're very much looking forward to Think Only This of Me, which opens on Friday the 2nd of December in the Silk Street Theatre. Thank you very much. Great pleasure, as always.